Yo, 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 what's going on, man? It's your boy Rick Taylor, back with another episode of the Rick Taylor Entertainment Podcast. And I'm here with my dog, Munch Lauren, man. What's going on with yo, you, man? What's up with you, man? What's good? Nothing much, man. You are, you know, second time's a charm. You know, welcome back to the show. I appreciate you having me. For, uh, for sure. Um, as you can see, you switched it up a little bit. You know, last time it was just a one on one interview. Now it's like a I'm on the camera podcast type situation. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and now uh, we're going to get into like. Um, some things about what's going on with you, but, but before we start with that, this past weekend's was Sweetest Day, man. Did you enjoy your Sweetest Day, man? Did the lady give you something, man? Nice. Oh yeah, most definitely. You know, me and my me and my lady, we chill. You know, we had a nice little one on one. You know. Okay. No kids. Right, right. Okay, that's cool, man. Um, that's good to see uh the guys get uh, appreciated and celebrated on that day, because you know a lot of people try to say like. Oh, it's a made-up holiday, or dudes don't supposed to get nothing, but right, right. it feel good to get appreciated, you know what I'm saying? I feel like only only uh, the bitter women. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And they say a lot of times, like, the women um, who ain't got no money or don't want to get their guys nothing, they start right. something on um, purpose. So you yeah, know how that do. go. <laughs> <clears throat> now, um, another thing I want to bring up, man, quick quick fashion uh, statement, man. I, the glasses, man, like you uh, wear the round glasses. Um, you know, it's crazy. I had a pair of those glasses, and uh, I took a picture in them, and somebody was like, man, you look like a bigger version of Munch Lauren. Like, <laughs> like uh, I remember uh, Spotty Mayweather at Sheridan on my birthday. I took a picture, yeah. and he's like, damn, what happened to Munch Lauren and shit like that? But uh, that was funny, though. Um, now, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you if you've seen that. Okay. Now, um, what did, like, where did that come from, like, you getting those glasses and starting that statement, that, that trend? What, what about those glasses, like, stuck out to you and made you want to rock those, stuff like that? Um, I remember the first time I had a, got a pair of glasses, because really, I don't wear glasses. Mm -hmm. I prescription. Right. So, um, it was, like, my junior year in high school, uh, I was at um, Silver Star. I was shopping at Silver Star. They had some, uh, like, the circle glasses and looked at, like, it reminded me of Master P. Yeah, okay. That's exactly that's exactly and, the vibe um, I got. On top of that, my uh my pops, he wore glasses. So he used to have like the Cartier circle ones, like all that stuff. So I remember I had grabbed that pair and uh I wore them to school the next day. Man, I got so many numbers that day. I was man. like, man, I gotta, I'm gonna keep on wearing these glasses. Man, I can imagine, cause them glasses, player, bro. Like, and I seen them, I was like, these cold. I'm like, these like the Munch glasses, and um. <laughs> That gave me the Master P vibe, too, when I put them on. So it was like, yeah. okay, I see much. <clears throat> now, um, let's get right into it, man. What's been up with Munch Lauren, man? Uh, no, I'm still just working, you know, dropping. I'm dropping singles almost every week. I'm dropping a single. You know, we work. We just building the catalog, you know, keeping it going. Right. Now, um, you've been dropping a lot of singles, man, you be, and they all be hits, bro. Like, it's like you don't miss, like. Do you think, like, making the singles is better than doing, like, projects and mixtapes, or it depends on what kind of artist you is or what your buzz is? I think it depends on the artist, but um, also it depends on the time. Like, right now, right. it's, like, better for you to drop singles because a lot of people, um, they forget. Mm -hmm. Like, if you drop a project and you don't want to drop another project the next week, but people forget after they hear your project a good couple times, they might... You know, start wandering off, yeah. start listening to something else, and they have to right. get you even dropped like just two weeks ago or something. Right, and we in a um, time where you, like, you got to be consistent. You can't like drop a single or a mixtape or album and just disappear. You got to keep it going. Yeah. Now let me ask you because you be have all your songs mostly like always be on the radio in rotation. Like um, 
Now, let me ask you, is it any pressure when you go into the studio and create music because are you trying to, like, top that song from before? Or, like, is there any pressure or is it just, like, it's natural to you, like, ain't no pressure? No, it, it ain't really no pressure because I just, I really just go in the studio and I just, uh, I do me and I let, I let the people decide if it's a hit or not. I really just go in, flow with it, find a nice beat I like, and whatever come to my head with it, you know, I go for it. Right. I don't know if I asked you this the last interview, um... What was like your first song that 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 took off? Like, oh yeah, this gonna be turned up. Uh, I say the first song that I, I kind of like when I seen it, I wanted to be like, I'm gonna go even harder. Like mm-hmm. it was a, um, uh, it was a song called "Glazing on Your Ass." Okay, okay. Um, now how long ago was that? That was that like was a, uh, that was 2010. Like the matter of fact, it was like. Right after Christmas of 2010, mm-hmm. so it was going into 2011. Right, that, that was like uh, for people like the younger generation. They probably know, but in case y'all don't know, that was like the Jack era. Like, and I was telling Big Frank, like, you and him is like one of them people. It's more people, but like y'all, the big names that really like still got that sound, but mix it up with like modern day, like yeah. y'all own swag and it's cold. Like y'all really be shutting stuff down with that. Yeah. And uh, congratulations to that. Now, um. Twerk Fest, man. Like, where did that come from? How did that come about? Uh, Cheek Fest. Yeah, Cheek, my bad. Cheek Fest. Cheek Fest. Yeah, um, it basically came off of uh, the song. I was, uh, me and my team was already doing, like, uh, the dummy ass bash at first. And, um, you know, uh, I dropped Cheeks, and it took off. So we we decided to, like, start creating events around that and called it the Cheek Fest. We started with um, a Halloween one. That's why I was called Cheek Fest, like, Halloween be like the Oktoberfest and all yeah. that stuff. So we did it like that. It was a Halloween party, Cheek Fest. It did numbers, and we decided to do it every year. Right, and that's dope, bro. Like, um, that's that's dope that you can create. Like, keep doing that annually and getting yeah. that crowd to come out every every year. It's a new crowd, and people want to go to the next one because they heard about the last one. Right now, when you first threw that, like, was your was your household name already? And um, even if you was, like, was you kind of nervous about like? How the turnout was gonna be like if everybody's gonna come or stuff like that. Uh, yeah, when I first did that, we we I was already doing like parties and clubs, events, and all that stuff already. So right. I kind of was like, uh, it was more so like we was just trying to figure out something we can stick to and keep doing it and keep you know. And, right. And when that stuck, we was like, we got one, and we kept going with it. Right, and that's dope. Um, I think I don't I don't forgot which one I was um I went to. I don't know if was it probably Cheek because what number is on now for Cheek Fest? Uh this the what the fourth year, third? Like the fourth or third. I know I came to the one I was with Ray and uh Bankhead was hosting. And um That was uh last year. Yeah, last so that's like three, man. That was crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. That was my first time ever being to one of those and it was lit, bro. Like Y'all had that stage lit. The girls was rocking, dancing, battling. Like, is that that's every year, or is it like is it like the same girls, or is it like different ones come up? Uh, it be different girls every year. Different girls come out. I mean, the same girls come too, but different ones come. Like every year, it get bigger and bigger. So right. Okay. Now for somebody who's probably into dancing or scripting or whatever, just like to dance, and they want to get into um, cheek fest. Like, how can they go about getting into that? Is it a process, audition, or what? Uh, not really. It's just you just come to Cheek Fest, we sign up at the DJ booth, and we, you know, we call them, get organized, and, you know, we call them to come basically dance on stage, get in the contest. Right. Have you ever had to turn anybody down because it was too many? 
nah, we figure out a way. <laughs> right, okay. The more the better. There ain't nothing yeah, wrong with that. We figure out a way. Now, like I said, I seen that cheek fest and it was going crazy. Now, let me ask you, what's the craziest story that you can tell us that happened at Cheek Fest or even like, let's take it outside of Cheek Fest, a concert or something. What's the craziest story you can tell? Um, let me think about something real, real. Uh, I'd say like the, the, the most thing that kind of stick to me is uh, the first time I went to Racine. First time I ever went to Racine, uh, they had me come through the back. It was like a, a old bank. It was a club, but it was like an old bank before right. the club. So they had me come through a back way. I come up the stairs, and there's a VIP room. I'm like, uh, we were probably like 15, 20 deep, you know, all my people. And uh, the lady come to me and was like, we got a couple of girls that, you know, they basically paid them to take pictures with me. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool. When they brought the girls in, the girls came in fainting, crying. Oh, bunch Bankhead, oh, cause Bankhead was with me too. Right. So they just was crying, all that stuff, and it was just like, I'm like, wow, y'all crying over me? Like, right. I kind of was like, kind of thinking like, I kind of was putting myself like, I ain't nobody to cry about, like, right. you know, thinking like that. But you know, they 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 love me out there. So. I know that probably just made you realize, like, damn, I'm bigger than what I think I am. And it's yeah. like they listening to me down here. That that shows that I'm somebody now. Let me ask you this, like, by you having that household name that you got and you've been out here for some time, like, do you have to move a certain way? Or, like, you know, like, do you feel like you have to move a certain way? And if so, like, how do you, like, well, you ain't got to tell how you move. Do you have to, do you feel like you have to move a certain way and, like, be low and you can't, you know, because people might love you, but at the same time, you don't really know who's genuine or not. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. we live in a time where clout is at all-time high, so you, you can't tell who a fan or who not. Yeah, yeah, you most definitely got to move uh, uh, different than the normal person, but I kind of was moving like that before I was even, you know, much lower, I was kind of to myself, you know, uh, I wasn't too, like, I, I always was kind of like, I dressed loud, like, you know, like that, but I also was the quiet person in the room all the time, so, you know, I, I easily, you could you wouldn't even know I'm in the room right? And when I'm leaving, so... That's just how I always move. Right, and I definitely um, get that from you. I, when I first met you, you was quiet and smooth. And, like, if somebody really ain't paying attention, they wouldn't even know, like, who, that you, who you are. Right, so, right. um And you don't, and another thing I noticed about you, bro, like, you don't really do a lot of, like, bragging or I'm the first to do this or this and that. Like, you just, like, you just, it's, it is what it is with you. Like, your, right. the music speaks for itself. And, um, like you said, even from back in the day, like, doing music with Bankhead and them, like, how does it feel to see, like, how far y'all came, like, from Bankhead and also you see, like, Big Frank and stuff like that? Like, how does it feel to see the success and where y'all came from? Sometimes it be like, I still be shocked behind it. I call Bankhead sometimes, like, bro, because I see, like, an old video or something, I send it to him and I call him, like, dog, that's crazy. Though. Right. We used to do that, like, and it still, it be like, you know, like I said, like you look at it and be like, like dang, I started right there and now I'm here. Like right. I remember when me and Bankhead used to tell people we wanted uh, uh for three hundred you get both of us, mm -hmm. <laughs> like stuff like that for the shows and stuff. So it was like, right, it's real crazy. Man. Now that three hundred, yesterday's price is not today's price. Like oh, most definitely, if somebody want to book Munch Lauren, what's that ticket if you want to share? I mean. Uh, it's 
it's, it's up there. You guys should reach out to just, see, man, all the fans. <laughs> just know it's up there. Now, um, also, like, Milwaukee, we on fire right now, honestly. We got TikTok, like, on lock, man. Like, um, how do you feel about the, like, all the, like, the new music off TikTok and stuff like that? And then also, like, the, um... The success and the like, how little Frank, little Frank, excuse me, and uh, big Frank, they both going viral. Like, what is your thoughts on that? Like, um, you know, how a lot of people might clown little Frank and stuff like that. What is your thoughts on that? Uh, I honestly like to see it. I just like the, I like to see Milwaukee like thriving. Right. Period. And then also, uh, I like when I go on TikTok because a lot of people is, it's kind of like a little bit bitten off my wave a little bit. So I remember back when people was like. My style ain't gonna get nowhere, but now I can see it on TikTok. Like the kids, they doing songs like how yeah. I used to do. They dancing like how we used to dance, yeah. like all that stuff. So it'd be like, I be feeling like a proud dad. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, you know, um, most definitely. Like you gotta show respect to back then and to the people who really paid the way and stuff like that. You know, I feel the same way, bro. Like it's Milwaukee, bro. We all on the same page trying to make it. Right. And I see a lot of people saying stuff like, "Oh, he this and that gay." Like, if he just because he different don't mean he still ain't from Milwaukee. You know what I'm right. saying? And he got the attention. So by him having that attention, and people like, I mean, I ain't gonna tell nobody. If you don't like it, you don't like it. You know what I'm saying? But um, at the same time, if we want to move like forward as a city, we gotta support each other. Yeah. Because yeah. you never know by him keep going viral and doing what he doing. Like what? What kind of light that can shed on this city? Yeah, like Cause if, if 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 that light shine on one person, like that sh- that light can be bright enough to touch other people too. Right, and put er- everybody else in that same light too. So. Right, and um also like um even with Big Frank, man, shout out to Lil Frank and Big Frank. Like Big Frank going crazy too with the backpack. Like um, do you have any collabs with Big Frank? Like uh, have y'all ever worked on music before? And also. Is y'all gonna work on the music? Yeah, yeah. Me and Frank got a lot of songs, man. You know, Frank Frank practically grew up around me, so you know, it's like he like a, a little brother. Right. So yeah, he got a lot of music. Now, how do you feel about seeing his uh, songs going viral and stuff like that? Oh yeah, you know, I, I fuck with it. You know, I, I tell Frank all the time. We we talk, you know, in private right. a lot. So you know, you know I, I support everything he do. Right, man. Shout out little Frank and Big Frank and everybody in Milwaukee doing their thing, man. Now, let me ask you, um, who is your favorite artist in the city right now that you like to listen to or you just like? Um, I listen to everybody. Uh, lately, I've been, I've been listening to a lot of certified trapper lately. So yeah. He, he, he kind of um, remind myself of me because he with the making beats and, yeah. you know, he doing everything like like he doing everything on his own grind type. So, right, right. So, so I see the I see the grind. Right, Um. That's dope, bro. Um, and I heard he just got out too. So, uh, oh, yeah, is that yeah. correct? That's what's up. Shout out, man. Welcome home, Certified Trapper, man. Maybe y'all can, maybe y'all can even get some hits in or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, most definitely can. Yeah. Now I even see you be doing uh, collabs with Mook G, man. That dummy ass y'all had, man. That song called. Oh yeah. Like, I and I, I, like I said, when we out, bro, like anywhere, bro, we can be bowling wherever we at, like. A Munch Lawrence song is going to come on, or a Mook G song is going to come on. Like, how did that song come about, and like, how did y'all form that like connection to even do music together? Uh, I knew Mook before he was uh, rapping. You know, he, he used to be a dancer. Yeah, chop it with, up uh, days. Chop it up. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we uh, Bankhead had this thing called Dance for Peace, 
where he had uh, like all the dancers to come in there and they was just dancing. It was like I think it was like every Wednesday or something like that. And uh, I decided to come to one of them and uh, Mook was there, and they was playing the first dummy ass. And you, I don't know if you know, at the ending of the first dummy ass, it's like a uh, I switched the beat up. And then it just I let it just ride out. And then you know Mook was like, man, you need to kill that. You need to kill that second part of the beat. Yeah. He's like, you need to. He was telling me that. And then. Uh, you know, I cop on, nah, I didn't really believe in remixes like that, so right. like, I don't really like remixing my songs and stuff like that. Right. And he was on me for a few years with it, and then finally I just caved in and we did it. And yeah. I, you know, we just made dummy ass too. Yeah, man. Um, Like I said, man, that song right there, man, is just crazy. Like, uh, without a video, it was doing numbers. Yeah. Like, without a video, like, it was getting spins, million views on, on YouTube, audio only. You know how hard it is to, like, have just audio to get a million, bro? Like, because we live in a time where people like to have videos other than audio and stuff like that. So, that was a blessing to actually see that happen. Yeah, the crazy part is, to me, it's kind of it's kind of the other way with me. It's kind of harder for videos. Really? It's more easier for audio. Why? Why do you think that? Um, I think it's because um, just because I can easily just put it out. I can just throw it out there and spread the word. And I kind of treat my music like how I treat my parties. You know, I just spread it to everybody. You know, check it out. Let me know what you think. Check it. Check it out. And you know, it ended up. It ended up like somebody ended up doing something to it, or uh, uh, they ended up playing it somewhere at the right time and that's what make it you know take off all the time it never fails man um <clears throat> now speaking of you know like the music how you uh treat your um, music and stuff like that um you've been making like not to count pockets but you've been making a bag off music for a while like if some people want to know or does it say me like not counting your pockets like what is the most you made just off screaming and like what's a monthly income that you can that you make that artists can make off their music? Uh, you can make you can make thousands off this. Mm -hmm. Uh I don't know a specific number, but I'm just saying you can make a living. You can make a living off music. Yeah. Thousands and thousands. Even in Milwaukee. Yeah, now let me ask you, um are you um making enough money to the point you don't have to have a nine to five? I haven't had a job in six years. Wow, that's crazy. Now, y'all hear this, man. Like, I'm here with the man. Now, we're going to get into it. Like, um, y'all got to have y'all business right. Because, you know, a lot right. of times, a lot of people just be wanting the fame. want to just drop a video and be like, I'm going to get, I'm going to see this video. Not knowing it's like a process if you really want to get money. Because also, like, um, you get paid off YouTube? Yeah, I get paid off YouTube. Can, can you break down how YouTube works when it comes to getting paid? Uh, basically, they just go off of... Um, the on-demand streams, like, the more views you get, the quicker you get them, the more you get. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they go off the ass, too. Like, say if a video, uh, say if this video get 100000 in a month versus another video that get 100000 in a year, you make more money than the video, on the video that get the 100000 in a month versus the 100000 a year because you got the 100000 faster. Right. It's coming, that audience Something coming. like uh, how the TVs, is, you know, you watch TV for free. But they get paid from advertisements and all that stuff, so that's basically what it is. Right, that's crazy, man. Like, um, just to be getting that bag, bro. And you said seven years. Yeah, six years. Six years. That's a blessing, bro. Like to be doing your music thing and don't have to work a nine to five and bills is high. So yeah, that lets you know that right, right. 
you doing a good job, bro. And uh, I want to clear that up. You know, if you got a job and, and yeah, go ahead and keep working. Right. Just quit and just hop in this, like right. stack it up, and then do what you got to do. Right, because it ain't nothing wrong with a nine to five at all. Yeah, like, because I'm I'm pretty sure it's like it, it took you a while to get where you was at. Like you had to do all that groundwork. It's yeah. like anything you got, like a business or anything music, you got to build your clientele up and work on your craft. Right. And then once you get enough like recognition and you can like get enough clientele, then you can hop out there on one faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you feel like it's right, you can go ahead and take that jump. Right. Now, um, do you have, like, I think last time we talked, I think um, we was talking about, like, some deals. Um, this present day right now, do you have any deals on the table? Uh, no, nah, not on the table. Not really. We just, okay. me and my team, we, we really don't too much focus on the deals because we pretty much try to... Uh, we trying to make this what we got going on turn into like the record label. So, right now, I was gonna ask you about that too. Like, um, because I'm pretty sure y'all probably did have people reach out to y'all. Like, what's some like pros and cons when it comes to this game, and like what to watch out for, like far as shadiness. Uh, I'll just say just read them contracts. Whatever yeah. contract in front of you, make sure you read it. Get somebody to go over it. Cause uh, to be honest, like it, these deals and labels is pretty much as loans. Yeah. That's all. They just big loans. You right. got to pay them back. Ain't no, a lot. I think a lot of people think uh, labels come in and give you all this money and you good. Like that's your money. Like no, that's their money. You got to right. make that money back, and you got to make sure you make money off of it so you can eat too. So that's where a lot of people probably get messed up at. Right. That's a fact. Um, and I understand some people might make some decisions because of their situation. Right. You know, and um, it's just it's best to try to like I, I you know. Feel like if if. if if you do like if you feel like you're in a situation to where you got to make a decision uh just don't bite off more than you can chew right right so you know a lot of people be feeling like you know i rap i need millions i need m's i gotta sign for m's but they never made an m in their life right so yeah um now when it comes like with the whole music aspect of it stuff like that like um what is some advice that you would give to an artist who's trying to like uh now let me before I get to that, let me ask you something. Um now y'all independent, like is it hard being in the, like doing your own thing, being independent, like like what all come with that? Um, it's just more work. You're just doing more groundwork. That's all. It ain't really too much uh I wouldn't say it's harder or easier, it just right. it all depends on the person. And you get you get all the money. So. Yeah, it's more of a risk. You got to put your own bag up and stuff like that, and have your own team. Right. Now, yeah. Now, um, back to this question. Um, it's a young artist out here that's watching this. Is probably gonna watch this, and they watch you. What is some advice that you can give them, like when it comes to them trying to do music? Uh, I say, um, for one, you got to stay consistent. Uh, you know, keep dropping, keep uh. uh you know, shooting out them videos, keep making content, um, patience. Mm -hmm. You need patience. A lot of people think, you know, stuff supposed to happen, like, right then and there. Like, they drop something, they supposed to blow up. They supposed to get, a lot of people look at the numbers, too. They'll be like, they'll drop something and want to see 100,000 that first day. Like, sometimes you might get it later on. Like, you know, for example, you know, I, I dropped the blue um, in, like, May 2016. It didn't blow up until, like, August. 2016 like months later I thought 
in my head, I figured it was a hit. But when I seen, like, it only got, like, a thousand, a couple thousand the first week, I'm like, ah, oh, man, they probably don't like it. You know, uh, a few months later, it just instantly shot up. And now, you know, that's one of my biggest songs. Yeah, man. That shows y'all, man, consistency and stand down and just stop thinking about the views or the money right away, you got to yeah. put that work in and build yourself up. Stop, stop letting them numbers, don't let them numbers distract you. Exactly. Just because you got low numbers don't mean ain't nobody watching. Like, right. you'll be surprised. Like, now I got two more questions for you. Um, When it comes to you doing shows, do Munch Lauren get nervous, man? Uh, in the beginning, I used to. No, I don't no more. Yeah. It's more like a, I'll be ready to go out there. Right. Now I'll be ready, especially... The bigger the crowd, the more ready I be. Like, I be ready. Oh, they lit. I'm, I'm getting. I'm yeah. ready. Let's go. I can imagine how that feels, just having like hundreds of people just knowing your songs, uh, knowing who you is. Is they all there? They all bought a ticket just to come see you perform. Like that got to be surreal, man. Like um, yeah. I can just imagine, and I can already see how you be packing out stuff. Now I can just imagine down the line arenas. Yeah. So that's definitely coming. Now, um, my final question for you is, man, what, um, what can we be expecting from Munch Lauren in the near future? Uh, we can be expecting more hits. Uh, you know, we're going to try to do more stuff, like get more artists involved. Like, you know, we're really trying to, I'm really trying to help Milwaukee, man. Not just Milwaukee, Wisconsin, just people who got the same story as me. So we can really, you know, me and my team like to take people and put them on our wings and help them grow in. Don't blow up Right And um Y'all definitely on the right path man Like I said You move You move the right way man I ain't never seen you move Like weird or Act Hollywood Or you know what I'm saying Like you yeah. You do what you're supposed to do You handle your business You go take care of your business You professional And then Your team is good You got a good team You ain't got no shady people And right. they do a good job Pushing you man So um Yeah man Um Also man I um Heard you just did a song with Skiller Baby, man. How did that come about, and what's the song? Uh, yeah, we got uh, we got a song called Living Fast. Uh, basically, we seen that he was doing features. We reached out to him, uh, connected with him. I, uh, I had the song already done. I cleared the space for him, sent it to him. He sent it back ASAP. You know, this was like around the time he, he was feeling great and go to jail. So we kind of, um, I was sitting on the song because I, I wanted to shoot the video to it with. Um, you know, he kind of went to jail to kind of, like, pushed everything back in. Yeah. Ended up dropping it. Now, is he still in jail right now? No, no, he out now. You know, he out. Okay, do y'all have a video for the song? Uh, no, we don't. We is don't. there any um, talks about doing a uh, video? Uh, not at the moment. We just put it out. So. Yeah, and uh, he he's from uh, Michigan, too, right? Am I, am yeah, I correct? Yeah, he's from that's, Detroit. He's yeah, Detroit. that's what's up, bro. Like, um, it's a lot of things. I want to ask you this, too. Um. It's a lot of, um, it'd be a lot of talk about how Milwaukee and Detroit sound alike. And we don't, we really get the short end of the stick where they say we copying them and stuff like that. What's your take on that? Um, I don't think we sound alike, to be honest. That's if what really, I was If you really listen to, like, even like the, the, the slap music, if you listen to the slap music, you listen to Detroit music, that slap music got more of a, a upbeat, it's more upbeat and, you know, we sound more jacking and, you know, slick talking and all mm -hmm. that stuff versus, uh, you know, Detroit. You know, they they getting their shit off too, but there's more kind of a slower tempo and they more talking about, like, some real-life stuff. Right. They ain't really, like, too much flipping words and, you know, metaphors too much like that. They just talking right. some, like, they real struggle type shit. Right, and then it's also, like, 
the way the, the difference is with me um, is the way we talk, bro. Like, right, right, different, how, different how, lingo. Yeah, different lingo. Um, at first, it used to be kind of similarities in the beat, but even now, I hear difference in the beat. Yeah, like you know, what I'm saying the way we talk, like, and they and the main thing they always compare is like, uh, no, no diss to Detroit, um, it's all love. Uh, they talk about uh, the Cardis and stuff like that, the bus, like, um, and I hear a lot of people say we been have that, you know, even Babyface yeah. Ray got on there and said that um, Milwaukee been doing this. Yeah, I seen. I used to see my my pops, my uncles, like back in the '90s when I was little. They had Cardis on, so and I ain't know nobody from Detroit. So right, they was wearing Cartiers and all that. It's just, yeah, and we've been doing it. It just seemed like uh, it's like, because we really rock with Detroit, and I believe they rock with us too. It's like yeah. a lot of people try to put a lot, like a split in between us and stuff like that. But, you know, we write, that's like our neighbors, so they, of course, there's going to be some type of similarities because, you know, right. it's right there. Right. Now, speaking of um, Milwaukee and Detroit or Wisconsin and Michigan, must I say, um, the Jordan Poole situation with Draymond Green, uh, how that was handled in practice with the fight. Um, I'm pretty sure you've seen that, right? Yeah, 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 I seen that. Like, what do you what do you think about that? Like, um, how do you what you think about that situation? Do you think Draymond was wrong, or do you think Poole was wrong, or do you just think it was just like uh, it happened? Um, I don't really know because it wasn't no context really with it. Really, I ain't gonna lie. When I seen it, I kind of got mad deep down the side. Like, <laughs> man, this, All man, right. but you know. It ain't no context with it, so we really don't know what happened. We don't know what, what was said, but it kind of was like, oh, why, why you do that, bro? Right, right. It was right. kind of like that, like, and, and then, no. <laughs> Right, and then a lot of people was like, man, poo, he, like, anybody from Milwaukee ain't finna let you walk up, but you gonna, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That first... know, I be, I be hooping and shit, so I know, like, he probably was talking that shit, and you know, yeah. he was showing him, too, so it could have been that, so. Pretty you know, much. I'm Milwaukee be when they hoop, so. Yeah, knowing Jordan, yeah, talk no, shit. knowing Jordan Poole, man, how he played, man, how uh, characteristic is, and he just how passionate he is about the game. But then knowing Draymond, they yeah. probably was just both talking shit to him, and then Going you know back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah they probably just went went a little too far. That's it. Yeah, then Poole gave him that Milwaukee lingo and said, "Sean, you probably shit broke eyes or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> no. And then he was like, you know, it just led right, to right, one thing yeah. another. Now, what do you think about um, that getting out? Like, do you think? That was like, cause you know it's it's a lot of legendary practice fights that don't get shown. Right. All of a sudden, this one like, and then just looking at how the world was bashing pool, even some people in Milwaukee like, how? Do, what is your take on that? Like, I feel like that it shouldn't even got out. Really, that 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 should all be on the the organization. You know, that's they fought for letting it get out like that. Somebody was in there, you know, it was a rat. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, a rat there. They put it out there, but I, I feel like it's basketball. Like, um, like I hoop with my guys, them damn there every week. We be arguing like a mud. We just hooping, mm -hmm. but when we leave the gym, it's back. All right, bro, you want to catch me? No, it's back to that. So right, it's just a competitive sport. So right, that that's playground. I think, I think the video made it worse though. Right, and that's, that's what it is. So like it was intentionally done just to get a bag. Like yeah, and it did its job. So um, like far as our city, man. As a whole, what do you think about our music in our city as a whole? Uh, as a whole, man, I think I think Milwaukee up next, man. Yeah, I think Milwaukee the same next. Thing. We got all these, all these people just doing numbers like, and, and for some reason I don't know if it's just my TikTok, but every time I get on TikTok, I see somebody dancing to Milwaukee music or all the doing time. something to Milwaukee music. Like, 
or doing a Milwaukee dance or it's just something about Milwaukee always popping up on my timeline. Like all the time. Now let me ask you this about TikTok as well. Like when back, let's go back when Sean P them had that um that that song they did that went viral. Yeah. Um, have you ever reached out to them and gave them some game? Not saying they needed, but like you know you've been doing this for so long, getting a bag off social media, YouTube, screaming. Have you gave them any game? Like hey, y'all doing a good job right now. Y'all should do this. Like uh, capitalize on this and do this. Get your business right. Most likely I did, because I ain't going to lie. Every time I see somebody, like, going up, I try to reach out and talk to them. So I most likely told them something. You know, I remember, I think the first time I seen them was, like, uh, at a celebrity game. We was doing a celebrity game. He came there, and uh, you know, I talked to him for a little bit. Him, uh, I talked to Esco, too. So, you know, I told him something, something a little something. All right. Now, still on Milwaukee music, on our own Lakia right now, she got so much backlash from the city from that comment. She said it. I don't think I ever, around the time I interviewed you, I don't even think that was out. Like, do you think the city took, like, what she said too harshly or too much to the heart, or do you think it, it could have been worded better? Uh, I feel like um, it was just, like, a lot of people was more probably disappointed. Like, dang, man, like, we, we really was behind you, and they probably feel more hurt than anything. Like, it kind of hurt them. So, but I mean, she entitled to whatever she think right. and feel. She entitled to that. Right. You know, it's it's. it's I don't feel no type of way about her. Right. I mean, I, I didn't take it um, too deep or nothing. And then, um, you know, um. Also, like, um. Now, let me ask you this. Um. Your song, Big Money, man, that did a lot of numbers, bro, and uh, yeah. still to this day. Is one of the biggest songs. How did that feel? Going back to um, Jordan Poole, Milwaukee's own. How did it feel to see Jordan Poole play big money in his stories on social media? Uh, I ain't gonna lie, I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was what was I doing at the time? Oh, I was lining up my beard. I'm lining up my beard. Uh, my phone just ringing like crazy. It's in the other room ringing. My girl, like, your phone just keep ringing. She's saying that I'm lining up. I'm like, I'm going to answer in a minute. And then she told me, like, your manager calling now. I'm like, bring me the phone. She bring it to me. I open it. You know, you told me, you know, you see Jordan Poole page. I'm thinking he's talking about the uh, the contract. I said, yeah, I know four years, 140. Yeah. He got a bag, you know. He's like, no, nah, go look at the page. You know, and I went to go look at it. And it kind of made me feel happy because, uh, you know, somebody that that's from the city that got up there, you know, they shed some light on me. You know, right. And sometimes that don't happen a lot, but for right. him to do that, he ain't had to do that. So for him to do that, you know, I really, I, I gained a, a whole nother respect for him. Right. That's dope, bro. And spec, um, shout out Jordan Poole, man, because like... Yeah, shout out Jordan, man. Yeah, we get people like Lakia, she represents Milwaukee for sure to the fullest, but, you know, sometimes she get the short end of the stick because, like, even on her new show, people still was mad at her again, saying, like, Milwaukee is the ghetto and all that. Um... Jordan Poole, man, like, that man is balling. He's in the NBA, and he reps Milwaukee to the fullest. Right, right. Like, that's that's amazing, bro. Like, even, like, Looney come back and stuff like that. For us to have, like, how does it feel on your behalf just to see two Milwaukee um, natives in the NBA on a championship-winning team, won a championship, and still rep home and just, you know, put it down? Because, you know, it's hard to make it out of Milwaukee. Like, how does that make you feel as a Milwaukee native yourself? Uh... 
It's crazy, man. It's crazy because not only that, you see a lot of now, you see a lot of Milwaukee, like, hoopers getting in the league. Like, and it's be like, you know, it's, it's, it's showing hope for the kids to show them it's another way. Because, you know, like, I know growing up I wanted to go to the NBA, but I was too short. So yeah. I'm like, I ain't making it. But, right. you know, people like that, they probably will see Jordan Poole, Looney, you know, everybody that made it and be like, oh, I got a chance, and they keep on going. You know, I didn't really see nobody. The only person I probably can remember was, you know, Latrell Sprewell, and he was going through a lot. Right, right. So I was like, man, there ain't no hope for me. Right. And I went to rap. So. Right. Another thing, man, yesterday's price is not today's price. Y'all heard right. Jordan Poole was playing that man music in his stories. Y'all already know that bag just went up. That price just went <laughs> up, man. Y'all should have got it while y'all, y'all could, but it ain't too late, man. You got to invest in your craft. That's another thing. Um, let's talk about investing, like, for artists. Like, what is, like, how heavy, like, how important is it to invest in uh, your craft? It's real important. Because, um, you know, music like a roller coaster. Uh, it's like every every business is a roller coaster. So, uh, you know, you don't want to, especially like like in my situation, you know, uh, like I said, I ain't been working for six years, so I can't just depend on just solely 100% my music. You know, I still got a little uh, investments here and there and there just to bring in a little tools and fuse. So I won't feel like, like damn, I got to go get a job because... This month was kind of bad, right. you know, or like that. So I feel like you got to figure out the money you do make off your music. You know, try to figure, put it back into your music, and try to figure out other stuff you can put into, like here and there, to build up on the way up. Right. Um, a lot of people need to hear that. Like um, invest in yourself. Like um, like plant them. You got to plant seeds. Yeah, plant seeds. Now, um, you was a big artist, bro. Jordan Poole plays your music. Do you ever feel like it was once a time, or even now, that people seem to forget who you was, or what you who what you are, and how how powerful you are? And like, I do this, like you know, y'all forgot about me or whatever. Have yeah. you ever felt that? Uh, I think it go back to like what you saying, like with the singles and albums. Yeah. So it's like if if I if I'm constantly not in their face, they probably they remember me, but they probably just it probably slipped their mind. Right. They be slipping their mind like until something like that come in their face again then it's oh let me go see what Munch been doing and they go check it out more and you know stuff like that but that's how I be feeling with, with that right bro it's all about standing in their face right now um two more questions um I talked about um I asked you about the city as a whole um how, do you think the, the music scene right now is better now or is it like, what was your favorite point of time in music? Was it like the 2015, 2017, or was it the 2010 era? Or is it now because you can still get a, like, a variety of all that? Uh, it's something I like about every era, though. Because it's like, when I first came out, I liked it the way the events, like everybody was going to events. Now, people come to events, but it's kind of, you know, a lot of people kind of stare away from events now just because of how the world is. You know, they stare away events. Um, but right now, it's more money in it, like, streaming-wise. You know, back then, I wasn't making... Uh, then I wasn't making nothing off my music. I was just more. doing it because I, I had through some parties. That's what I was making my money off of, throwing parties, and I was playing my music, giving them something to dance to. So, right. so I, I feel like I liked it all. So it was like, it's just certain parts. 
every every you know you gotta you gotta adapt. You gotta right. adapt. Before my last question, let me squeeze one more in there. Um, the type of music you do is strictly for the hits and like the clubs and the booty shaking, like for the girls and stuff like that. Have you ever felt like any? Negativity coming from people like, oh, he don't do nothing else. He can't rap like this. He can't do it like that. First of all, like, can you even do the other rap, or you just choose to do this? Like, like, what is your take when it comes to music and people always saying, oh, you gotta be super lyrical, or you gotta rap on these type of beats, or like, what is it? Like, what is it? What's your opinion when it comes to that? Uh, you ain't gotta. It's, I just do what I feel. Right, cause you know, I can, I can rap lyrical and all that stuff, but right. I don't want to go to sleep in the studio. Right, because you know, yeah, you know, a lot of people be stuck in their ways. Like it might be old heads stuck in the '90s or the early 2000s or whatever the case may be, and they be like, "Man, bro, can't switch it up or do this and that." How do you feel about like you know how they credit like always like giving the baby slack about having one flow or not saying you have one flow, but I'm just saying like the same like he, yeah, he going with what he know work now because I always wonder that like is it a bad thing to really not switch up your flow like if this is your flow. And this is what got you here, and this is just what you're known for. Instead of you trying to switch up a flow and be like somebody else, like, is that a bad thing? Um, in a way, it might be a little bit, cause you know some people uh, uh listen to everybody, then they they come out come outside their character and they start rapping like something they not. Yeah. You know, like like I said, like I really just go in and however the beat sound and whatever come to my head at the time. That's what I go with. Yeah. So I just go with because and a lot of times a lot of people don't realize a lot of my music is like club or or twerk what they say. But if you sit down and listen to it, I'm not strictly just saying you know, shake that ass, bounce that ass, <laughs> right. shake that ass. Right. I'm really I really be saying stuff and I just be throwing it on club beats. Right. You no. Know, like and that it, type of. And it be cold and it be catching and it be like it's still bars to me like just because it ain't a certain flow that certain people like it don't mean it ain't yeah. no punchlines or no good witty bars in there and stuff like that. Right, right. Yeah, since we talking about the baby, man, let me ask you something. You got to keep it real with me too much, man. If you would have smashed Megan Thee Stallion, would you would have had to say that in the song? Would you have, uh, would you have, would have said <laughs> something, bro, or you would have took it to the grave? Probably took it to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have probably took that to the grave <laughs> too. But, you know, some people are different. Not, no, nothing against the baby. Everybody different. Some people don't care or some people right. are like, you know, I would have took it to the grave because I ain't trying to mess up for myself no more in case that line, he you probably, know. He probably feel like he, ain't, he wasn't finna hit no more. Yeah. <laughs> so but, he like, fuck it. <laughs> but not even that, though. Like, somebody else might be watching like, oh, no, nah, I ain't finna do no. I mean, he, Man, he look, told. He probably got an inbox full of them like, you know, what's up? Could be too, like a, you know. Even though a lot of girls they like to see you, you know. The, the, I mean, the more my bath, my language, the more bitches you fuck, the more bitches you fuck. Right. <laughs> like that makes sense. Right. Now, um, before we close it out, also, um, not to be in your business, but are you you in a relationship? Yeah, yeah. Now let me ask you, since like. Um, do your girl get mad when you do cheek fest and the shows? Because I'm pretty sure people, women attract to you because they like you. They like, oh, it's much Lauren. He made that song. He this. Yeah, yeah. How does she take to this life that you in? My girl, she cool. She know we might go shopping the next day. She, yeah. she be hoping a lot of booties there. Yeah. She said like, she be hoping this capacity. All right, so that's cool. So we can go out the next day. All right, same trip. By long as you bring that bag home and you know where you what you supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah. She trusts. She trusts. That's all. All right. It's all about trust. You know, relationship, loyalty, respect, and trust. That's a fact. That's a fact. 
Now, um, I want to close it out with this, man. You know, we in a time like today, man, a lot of artists is is getting killed or getting, like, harmed in their own city due to jealousy or and stuff like that and clout. Do you think it's going to be a time, like, even, like, people's own city turn on them. Do you think it's going to be a time where you're going to have to move? And have you ever thought about moving? Uh, I thought about moving. But um, I feel like, uh, like I said earlier, I don't really be into into shit to be, you know, getting to it with, with stuff. You know, a lot of people, they kind of be uh, going back to their city and still trying to hit sit in the hood. Man, I ain't been to the hood in, like, 10 years. Man. Right. I ain't been right. back to the hood, like, before. Ain't nothing there for me. Right. You know, everybody that I, I mess with there, you know, I, I probably talk to them on Facebook or whatever, but... I just don't feel no need to be just standing in the hood or just chilling in the hood. Like, you know, we do this to get up out the hood, not to get up out the hood and go back to it. Right. You know, and and when it comes to, like, giving back to the hood, I can get back to the hood without actually just walking around. You know, I'm in the hood. Well, like, what up? Like, yeah, ain't nothing. To, you don't got nothing to prove. You already yeah. been there. You know where you come from. People know where you come from. Like, you don't have to glorify, you know, where you come from or try to... Right, right. Prove a point, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause a lot of people be look like that's, you know. That's all it be. A lot of people be trying to um, they be trying to prove points, and they go back and you know they probably had some old beef or like you said some just some jealous shit, you know, and this shit happen. Right, man. That's crazy. That's sad. I got, I got, I got kids. I can't, I can't be doing that. Right. I got to be here for them. <clears throat> right. Now, like um, man, I just want to um wish you the best of luck. Congratulate you on everything you've done, bro, because you have done a lot for the city. You done brought light to the city. Um, you done made the city fun because it's a time, like, you know, a lot of people like like to talk about what they talk about. Like, you're different. Like, and I'm not knocking nobody. Shout out to everybody. You do what you do. That's your lane. But you stuck to your lane, right. which is make them make them girls dance make people come spend money make people want to have fun like you, you know just want everybody to enjoy themselves exactly exactly and um i just want to tell you to keep doing what you're doing bro like don't let nobody try to tell you or knock you off your what you're doing and stay in your lane because your lane have got you here this far, like so like so far it brought you so far bro yeah. and it's still going to take you to many more places bro and it's look what it's done for you already like You've been a self-employed. You're your own boss. You've been making money off of your craft, which is everybody's dream, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to um, congratulate you, bro, and um, give you your flowers now, bro, and to tell you to keep doing it, bro, keep pushing it, um, keep giving back, and just keep being an inspiration to the city, bro, and um, don't let nothing stop you, bro. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, it's always love. You know, I rock with you, bro, and I appreciate love, you. Man. If you ever need me, you know, just reach out, man. We can always make this happen. Man. For sure, bro. And that means a lot. Oh yeah. Um. What What else you got? Um. Do you got any more shows or anything besides Cheeks Fest and stuff? Um. Uh. October twenty eighth. Uh. We got the um, turn up the uh, polls. Turn up the votes. My bad. Turn up the votes. Um. At uh. The Red Arrow Park, on Water Street. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna be there October twenty eighth. Okay. Turning up. Uh. It's a whole lineup. Um. What is it? Jacob Lattimore. Uh. Uh. Lil Frank. Super Throw Day, Big Frank. No, it's, it's, that's plenty of people gonna be there. That's huge, bro. That's huge. That's a big show. And um, is that like to try to get people to vote and stuff like that, or yeah, just yeah, to to, uh, to encourage people to vote? Yeah, 
That's dope, man. Congratulations on that, man. Because, like, to be on the card that big, bro, you got to be doing something. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, You've right. done a lot. And to everybody out there watching this episode, man, get out there and vote, man. If you want your situation and community to change, bro, get out there and vote. Yeah, get active. Get active, man, to try to make our communities better, our city better, man. Um, everybody just strive for their um, dreams, man, and keep pushing, man. And, uh, you see you see Munch Lawrence sitting up here with me right now, man. He could be anywhere else. He could He's doing shows. He's making money. He's living out his dream. He's still supporting and giving back to the city, man. We all can do that, man. So let him be a living inspiration and testimony and everything, man, whatever you want to see in him, man. Um, don't stop, possible. man. Anything is possible, man, even for the youth, man. Y'all... Right. Stay safe out there and do what y'all do, man. And um, appreciate you for coming on the show, much. I appreciate you having me. For sure. Make it clap, bend it over, touch your toes. Fight for the cam, only fans strike a pose. God bless.